I tell you to be different and creative and think this way. A much used business cliche. Kayla. What is outside the box? You got it. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to episode number 144 of the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. KB coming at you live from Underground Studios and on the voice line all the way from Indiana, Harry the King. What's up, everyone? We're back. And since the last time we uh, brought you guys an episode, some big things have happened uh, for the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network, and that includes our newest sponsor, Manscaped. Support for the Outside the Box Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months, which Harrison is about the same amount of time Paul Day spent scouting this draft that we're going to recap today. Uh, That's how long Manscaped spent perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Now, when I tell you this is premium, ladies and gentlemen, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. And that's not even including the waterproof technology that allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor, which is about as fast as Trevor Baptiste runs from the face-off stripe with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, which I know a lot of you are, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's that's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. 
at manscaped.com and use code USP. Shout out to Manscaped. Big shout out to Manscaped. And also, guys, you know this show also sponsored by our awesome kick-ass merch provider, DesignTree, DSGNTree.com. Search outside the box. Get all your OTB merch in our storefront and use the promo code DSGN5 at checkout to save yourself $5 off your entire order. And uh, the homies over at Tomahawk Shades, which we will talk to you guys about later on in the show. Promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com saves you 25% off your entire order. Damn good deal. Harrison, we had a night last night as we record this on Friday afternoon. Uh, The NLL draft has come and gone. That is now three NLL drafts in the books for us here at OTB. And uh, what a night it was. A virtual draft this year. And uh, lots to discuss and break down. Amazing picks. A couple technical difficulties here and there for our... uh... Demon Devin. For our amusement, uh, and then it was just an entertaining night through and through. I mean, we got the re the announcement of the NLL Hall of Fame logo, which was damn cool to see. Uh, major names from the PLL are now in the NLL, including the uh, New England Black Wolves, who did a damn good job last night. With four picks. Four picks, and they made the most of them, but man, what a night. And it got kicked off with the inevitable, the New York Riptide, selecting Jeff Teat number one overall to pair with Tyson Gibson. It was a no-brainer. Uh, if Jeff Teat didn't go number one overall, I probably would have just ended our live stream. Yeah, it, there would have just been nothing else to talk about because we, that would have been the whole focus of this show today. Why didn't the Riptide take Jeff Teat first overall? Luckily, we don't need to talk about that because they made the easiest pick in the draft. Yeah, and obviously Teat's going back to school, so we'll have to wait a little bit to see Jeff Teat in a Riptide uniform, but got tons of praise from other New York and Long Island uh, athletes, including uh, another number one overall pick in the WNBA. Sabrina Iconescu from the New York Liberty gave a shout-out to the eventual number one pick uh, that ended up being Jeff Teat. But now Jeff Teat will get a chance to play with Tyson Gibson, Dan Lomas, Callum Crawford, Connor Kelly. They're building something in New York. Lacrosse has always been fun on the island, and it's even going to be even more fun this year. Then the uh, the first five picks of this draft, Harrison got four out of five. Might not yeah. be the right teams, but he got four out of five. I got I got the right most of the right guys. I will say that. And I did get three and four just backwards. So Vancouver made the first trade of the night. They traded up from number three to number two with Rochester, and they took Reed Bowering, the Drexel product, Coquitlam, and uh, he's another guy going back to school, so we'll have to wait to see him. But he's a blue-chip guy, in my opinion, to add to this uh, Vancouver squad. Can play in transition. When we were kind of going through our draft analysis, uh, we kind of said this could be like their Kyle Matisse type player where he can play up top, but then also come back and play in transition as well. Once they get some more pieces rolling, I love this pick for, for Vancouver to go get rebounding. Yeah. What? He's got 102 goals, 102 points for Drexel, something like that. He's a, he can score. He's can get back on defense. He is the definition of your, uh, perfect transition player. 
I really thought Vancouver were going to go after Trey LeClaire for that hometown boy type of thing, but Reed Bowering is a great pick. Uh, he's going to help out their team massively. Rochester then, uh, with the number three pick, takes Ryan Smith. Perfect pick for them. Uh, Natural goal for. Essentially, you know, we thought they would go defense with Henrik, uh, but Ryan Smith is your eventual Sean Evans replacement. You get a bit yeah. younger because – Rochester, while they had the better expansion draft last year, success-wise, uh, they're older. You know, they're an older roster outside of a few guys. You know, they picked a lot of older veterans to build their team around in year one and, you know, for the, the short term. Um, but Ryan Smith, I think, is a perfect blue-chip guy to pair up with Holden Katoni uh, in Rochester, and it's going to keep building. You know, Rochester and New York are two teams, and even Vancouver – even though Vancouver has a ton of talent on their roster already, those are three teams that are still putting the pieces together, and I think all three of them made fantastic selections in the first three picks. Yep. It's not the way I thought they were going to do it, but it definitely works in the long run. They're phenomenal players, all of them. Uh, Ryan Smith can literally score from anywhere on the floor. So... Just watch out for Vancouver to start scoring a lot more goals this year. Uh, yeah, just great three picks to start off the night. It's time that we were in for something fun. And then number four rolls around. Trey LeClaire goes to the San Diego Seals. That is dangerous. That is very dangerous. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, danger. Uh, Trey LeClaire now paired up with Casey Jackson. Connor Fields, Austin, Austin Stotts. God, wow. what a team. What a team. Trey LeClaire is, that crea- is another creative spark in a team full of just pure offensive talent. And, God, San Diego is going to be terrifying this year. They're going to be so good. I love me some San Diego. Yeah, and Trey LeClaire is just, he's special. If you're not I mean, buying stock in the San Diego Seals right now, what are you doing? Diggs was in on him for so long. Dude, Diggs, he was, Diggs was one of the happiest humans on Twitter last night with every Seals pick. It's, uh, it's perfect. It's just perfect. And rightfully so. I mean, we'll get into our Wings picks that Paul Day made and, and proves why he's the GM of the year. Um but San Diego had themselves a draft, too, and we'll get into more of their picks later on. Number five goes a little bit off of your board. Yep. I have them a bit lower, but Tanner Cook, damn good player. I said he could go higher than what I had him at, which was 11. And now he's on his way to Calgary. To play with the longest defending champs in professional sports. Had that trophy in the background. Subtle, Subtle flex. flex. Well done by the Calgary Roughnecks there. But how do you think he's going to fit in with this team? You know, they've got talent all over their roster from Curtis Dixon to Dane Doby, Jesse and Marshall King, Christian Del Bianco and Nett. This team's loaded. And, like, the only unfortunate part is that they are in such a tough division, which we'll also get into more divisional breakdown uh, to end the show. But – how do you think Cook's going to fit in with this Calgary squad? 
Well, I mean, this is a guy who scored 146 points between the 2017 and 2018 junior junior A indoor seasons. So I'm not worried about him fitting in. I think he'll transition to the pro game very seamlessly. I mean, he has 82 points in his 48 career games for UNC. So this is just a goal scorer being thrown into a team with Curtis Dixon, a bunch of other goal scorers, Dane Dobby. This is this is a great pick for Calgary. He's going to slide in and really just transition very nicely to the NLL. Pick number six was number one of four for the Georgia Swarm. Uh, how do you like how they overall attacked the first round, and then what they did with pick number six? I like what they did. They really bolstered every aspect of their team that they could. Except for the face-off, because we really thought they were going to take TD. But that obviously that didn't pan out. But Robert Hudson in transition, I mean, I didn't know much about him. going. I didn't have him on my t- uh, first round. But looking at his highlights, looking at his stats, I think he's a very model player who could go pro very easily. I mean, he's going to be learning from great players in Georgia. And... I think it's a fine pick for them. I like it. I like it a lot. This is the Zed Williams pick, too. So, essentially, they traded Zed Williams for Robert Hudson, and they did say on the broadcast he's a guy that's going pro right away. Like, he's not going back to school. Um, So, he can slot in for this Georgia team immediately and be a factor in the transition game for them, which I think was one of their points last season that kind of lacked a bit of just overall emphasis like obviously they're loaded up top they had a pretty quality defense last year Mike Poole and Annette but their transition game I felt like was a little lackluster and now they're just bolstering it even more and it starts with Robert Hudson with their first of four picks in the first round yeah I, I think they tackled last night very well the Ben McIntosh pick for the Saskatchewan Rush they go off of your board, but take a guy whose draft stock, in my opinion, skyrocketed over the past two weeks, and that is Marshall Pallas, Johnny Pallas's younger brother, goes number seven to the Saskatchewan Rush, a forward, immediate replacement on the offense. Uh, Marshall Pallas is one hell of a goal scorer. He's a typical Saskatchewan Rush type player, and this is a team that, not that they're old, but they have a ton of unrestricted free agents next year, and they're going to potentially see a changing of the guard in Saskatchewan after this season. Oh, yeah. This dude is an absolute dog. I mean, he had 97 assists in 20 games. Are you joking me? That is insanity. He will play so well for the Saskatchewan Rush. There's your Ben McIntosh replacement right there. He's going to be creating goals. He's going to be scoring goals. This is just a great pick. I did not know much about him before this was uh, the pick was made. But after looking into him, I am shocked he didn't go higher. This is such a great player. Yeah, I was a big fan when I heard that they were taking Marshall Palace because I think it's a seamless fit. He gets to play with Mark Matthews and all the boys up in Saskatchewan. So, Fantastic pick right there uh, for the rush. And then the Georgia Swarm come in and just have a guy fall right into their laps at pick number eight from the Ohio State University, Jeff Henrick, who you had at number two overall in your mock draft. 
he falls to number eight to the Georgia Swarm, and now their defense gets even more bolstered after losing a guy like Krepensek in free agency to the Wings. They lost some guys uh, in free agency overall and in trades, so Henrik now slots right into that defense, and I am terrified. Any other year, Jeff Henrik goes anywhere between one and three overall. It's just that this is such a loaded draft that he had to drop this far. But what a player. This guy is an absolute beast on defense. And he can score goals, too, when he needs to. So this is just a phenomenal pick by Georgia, having Jeff just right there and ready to pick. So, yeah, what a pick. Also played club for the new Westminster Salmon Bellies, so, like, Dude's a freaking stud, and now the Wings have to try to score on him. And... Yeah. <sighs> Georgia have done a lot for their Eastern Division like rankings after last night, I think. Just but a little bit. Just a little bit. Other teams did more in the East, I'd say. Uh, Buffalo Bandits pick number nine, and they go to Robert Morris University and take Brad McCulley to add to a forward group that is – disgusting already and now even more disgusting after adding brad he's just a guy who's had back-to-back 72 point season in the juniors this is a guy who can come onto the field and just score whenever great pickup for for them and i think buffalo is going to have a dirty attack next year with brad dane and uh josh Byrne. And not to forget Chase Frazier, Don't forget, Chris yeah. Cloutier. It's just, it's Buffalo asserting their dominance yet again. Buffaloaded? Buffaloaded, exactly. Uh, I love that pick for the Buffalo Bandits. Like you said, I think he's going to slot right in. Now he gets to play alongside guys like Josh Byrne, Dane Smith, Cloutier, Chase Frazier. It's only going to make him better. And uh, Buffalo is going to be terrifying up top. Uh, the Georgia Swarm with their third pick. Head over to the University of Denver, the Peterborough Lakers, and they take Ethan Walker. This Texas is the guy, Ranger. This is the guy I had that the Saskatchewan Rush would use to replace Ben McIntosh. He's a 142 career point, uh, 142 career goal scorer for Denver. He he can score on the field whenever you put him on. He's always a threat. This is just and he's a lefty, so that is uh, another interesting aspect to his game. He, he'll just get out there and score for Georgia, and again doing the damn thing, picking up good players, just improving their team. They're loaded. They're they really absolutely are. loaded. Like. I feel like every team in the league at this point is absolutely loaded, though. Like, it's insane how many good players are spread out in this league. Yeah. And Halifax is is so loaded that they just went completely off the board and took Ethan Riggs from Burlington Junior A to add to their defense. I think in a couple years we'll be looking at this and be like, huh, that was a really good pick. But he's definitely has to develop a little bit first, I would say. Yeah, uh, and this is this is a team that can afford to have a player kind of sit and develop a little bit where they have a disgusting defense, and we'll get into the trade they made later on as well to acquire uh, Tyson Bell, now heading yeah, that's to Halifax. 
just a little trade that happened last night. You know, nothing too serious. Just Tyson Bell. Absurd. Um, and then the Saskatchewan rush with their actual pick go to Marquette. The Brampton Excelsiors add to their defense with Connor McClelland. Uh, well, first of all, I you brought it up last night, but those Marquette blue helmets are clean. Some of the best in lacrosse. They're cleaner than Mr. Clean. Exactly. not a sponsor. But, yeah, you got yourself a solid player. Uh, he, what, he's a transition? Defense. Defense, yeah. He's got 44 career points with Marquette. Uh, he, he's a defensive midfielder for them. He can get up and down the floor for them with ease. It's just a solid pick. And like we said earlier, Saskatchewan has 12 unrestricted free agents, including Kyle Rubish. They've got a bunch of defensemen that are free agents next year. Probably not going to be able to re-sign them all. This is a perfect like slot-in pick in case any of those guys end up walking next year. Yeah. Georgia Swarm. Final pick of the first round. Before the comp picks, they go with a goalie. A goalie. Lane Kruska. And they had their goalie announce it on the stream, which, which was That was such a slap up. in the face in my book. Like, Mike like, Poulin, because the Georgia Swarm GM was busy last night, Mike Poulin was making their picks, and they have him announce a goalie in the first round who has played in the uh, Arena League. I, I, I would be so disrespected if that's the pick that yeah. – I had to make as the current goaltender who is a top four or five goaltender in the league. And now you're drafting essentially my replacement. Like, come on, man. Yeah, no, that's, that's like a little, that's a little uncool. I I'd be a, I'd be a pissy about that if I were pooling, but he's a professional. Uh, he's a, well, he's a professional goalie, whereas I am a college club goalie. So it kind of, it's, it's kind of different, you know, just a little bit. I kind of viewed him like, you know, they draft his potential replacement down the line, but he's just like Leonardo DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street. Was like, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm still here. I'm, I'm not right leaving. here. They're going to have to get the National Guard to get me out of here. Exactly. That's Mike Poulin. Uh But Lane's a good goalie. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely one for the future because Poulin ain't going anywhere. And I and- mean – Georgia lost, uh, what was it, uh, either Kevin or Steve Orleman to the New York Riptide in free agency, so they're going to need a backup. And Yeah, but in the first round. little wild. That's that's a bit off. That's like taking a kicker in your second round of a fantasy league. Shout out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for doing it in real life. Yeah. Uh, the Calgary Roughnecks kicked off the uh, compensatory round. This was from Halifax, uh, compensatory selection for Matt Vince. And uh, they take your boy, your namesake, Harrison Matsuoka from Stony Brook. All of the comp picks in the first round are picks I absolutely love for every single one of these teams. Harrison Matsuoka is fast, he's shifty, he has great hands, and he scores when you need him to. This is a phenomenal pick by Calgary. It it just makes perfect sense, and I'm surprised he didn't go earlier. Because this is a guy who could fit into any NLL team and be one of the best transition players in the league. 
watch out for him in the next couple of years. And they made this pick by trading Tyson Bell to Halifax. You know what? You pick up one great player by letting one go. It, it, it's it's the circle of lacrosse As life. if Halifax needed to get any deeper or any more disgusting. They had Tyson, Tyson Bell, Bell to their defense. Either way for Halifax, this is a win-win situation, though. Because let's say they had taken Matsuoka. You get one of the a great young transition player. But they got Tyson Bell instead. So it's like, Stupid. they both worked. It's, it's, it's just great. Halifax loaded themselves up for this year. Let's talk about another purple team. The San Diego Seals take the first American off the board with their comp pick for Dan Dawson. Mac O'Keefe, Penn State's own, and Orangeville Junior A forward, Mac O'Keefe. I knew he was going first round. You did. This, you had him in your mock draft. I mean, he's about to be the number one point scorer, goal scorer. Uh, goal one scorer, of the two. Right? Yeah, it's one of the two. He's about a he's about to knock off. Uh, he's about to knock off. He's about to knock off. Uh, why am I blanking? It's a uh, damn. I'm still tired from last night. Uh, Gutty, he's about to knock off yes. Gutty for uh, the top spot. Wow, that was majorly stupid right there, but. He's just a great player, a naturally gifted lacrosse player. San Diego bolstered their offense even more with Mac. So now they have Mac O'Keefe, they have Trey LeClaire to go along with their team as they are already. So they're really looking to be goal scorers this year. It's going to be, well, next year. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, they had Mac O'Keefe, and I love this pick because it's a guy that San Diego can kind of sit on and see what they do this year with Austin Scotts and Connor Fields and Casey Jackson leading the way. Um, and it's a perfect replacement for uh, Buchanan leaving to go to Buffalo, who we didn't even mention is in Buffalo now with <laughs> the rest of that and, offense. I mean, so they let Jules and Bucky go, but brought in Mac O'Keefe and Trey LeClaire. So it's kind of like, all right, we lost some of our two of our best offensive players. Let's just bring in two generational players in the draft. Absolutely wild. I'm excited to watch Mac in the box game because he's, he's got limited be- box experience, but I think his game is going to transition so well. He's going to get coached by Patrick Merrill, friend of the show, and we all know Patrick Merrill is just you know one of the best to ever do it, coaching wise, playing wise, and everything in between. So, Mac- and also. Mac is just naturally a good lacrosse player. Yes. So this will come easily to him compared to other players who have never played a box game. So when uh, when Mac O'Keefe makes his debut next year, not this season but the following, uh, I need San Diego to just blast return to the Mac. Yes. Yes. It needs to happen. That's that. how some of the NHL teams have different goal songs after the goal. No, that needs, needs to be, be Mac O'Keefe's goal, goal song. song. Uh, the final first-round pick. Our Philadelphia wins. Compensatory selection for Jordan Hall leaving in free agency. They take a guy who falls right into their laps. Defenseman Jackson Subak from UMass in the Brooklyn LC. I had him off by one pick. I had him going 15th overall, but this is a great pick. He's a 6'5 defender. 
big body led the CAA and caused turnovers per game. This is such a great pick for the Wings. And they're going to throw him in with Brock Sorensen, another 6'5 defender. We're going to have the biggest defense in the NLL. You've now got Jackson Subak, Brock Sorensen, Anthony Jokim, Ryan Wagner, and Steph Charbonneau as kind of your core five defensemen. And then in transition, defensively, you've got Kyle Matisse, Isaiah Davis, Allen. Yeah. We have just set Zach Higgins up to have at least one shutout this season, I would say. That would be bonkers to have a shutout in the NLL. It would. But I think we've set him up for it. He's top two goalie in the league. Yeah. He might be the number one, in my opinion. I think he was robbed this year, even though, you know. You know, I'm, I'm biased. You know. I am biased, but I uh, I love this pick. He fell right into their laps, and I think it was a no brainer. Like, you look at the the wings, and not that the defense was a weak point on this team, it just needed kind of that cornerstone young defender that's like a lockdown defender. Like Steph Charbonneau is that quick going to pair up with the speed on the offense and can go down and score goals as well. Same thing with Ryan Wagner, but you needed that big body like cornerstone anchor defenseman and now you have Jackson Subak which all name team oh yeah absolutely we've got our our defense our big body defense set up for at least the next three years with Sorensen being 31 right yeah 30 31 yeah our defense is set though love it the first round overall was sensational in my opinion it was everybody made the right picks there were no like mind-boggling why did the bears take uh mitch trubisky when deshaun watson was still on the board type of picks and really the only pick that like stood out as like off the board was ethan riggs but again goes to a halifax team that can afford to let somebody kind of marinate and learn and and build up exactly they're so goddamn loaded yeah, everybody did what was best for them in this round, and I think that was perfect. So then the second round comes, and some of the guys that fell out of your mock draft, and I think out of a lot of people's first rounds, start to go. Number 18, Colorado Mammoth have a gift fall in their lap tran- transition-wise. Albany, Six Nations, Junior A. Ron John goes to the Colorado was- Mammoth. I was losing my damn mind last night waiting for him to go off the board. I fu- Ron John sounded weird coming out of my mouth because I was saying it so often. Ron this John, Ron John, Ron John. Exactly. This is a guy who should have gone first round. He is so intelligent lacrosse-wise. He's just got a brilliant mind for the game. And he puts it together on the field so seamlessly it's just so fun to watch him play, and he can fit into – I, I keep saying this, but this is a guy who can fit into any team in the league and succeed. This is a great pickup from Colorado because he literally fell to him. He's going to get to play transition with Joey Capito too. And he's a Six Nations player. Zeddy ball game on the same team. There's your connection right there. I love that pick for Colorado, and everybody knows I love me some Colorado mammoth lacrosse. 
Uh, so great pick there. Uh, the Buffalo Bandits took Sam LaRue, the next pick after that. Love that for them. Another forward that can kind of learn the game a bit from the guys that are there and uh, eventually be a, a perfect forward in that system. Calgary at number 21 takes Patrick Dodds, who was like a guy that Steven Stamp could not say his name enough last night. Yeah, uh, he was a good old Victoria boy. Goes to Calgary. Uh, and then the Buffalo Bandits have a gift fall in their laps on the defense in a pick from the Philadelphia Wings, which I believe this is from the Chris Cluche trade, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think so. If Either it wasn't, the, then it's the uh, Sorensen. Uh, trade, but Jordan Storos, who you had in your first round, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he's not the biggest man number twenty three. Not the biggest man in the world, but he can play defense with the best of them. Plus, Buffalo trying to maintain that winning culture. You get a guy from the Peterborough Lakers, that'll keep it right there. So that's a great pickup for them. Then the New England Black Wolves get their first pick and take a guy you're familiar with. University yeah, like, of I Delaware's Charlie Kitchen. I I sat next to his sister in high school. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't come to the Cherokee to play lacrosse with us, but uh, he's a good pickup. Play, playing from the University of Delaware, goal scorer, nice little goal scorer for him. Um, from my hometown, Marlton, New Jersey. So yeah, it's Teddy, I like this pickup, Teddy Jenner. It's not it's not Martin. It's Marlton. Add that L in there. You got to have the L. Uh, Take no L's, though. <laughs> but Charlie Kitchen, the first pick to New England. And we'll see a trend as we go through with New England's picks. Uh, yeah. They went very heavy on the American players. Um, the next pick, the New York Riptide, a pick that traveled all around New York. This was from Buffalo via Rochester. <laughs> Ty Thompson. Falls to number 25 to the New York Riptide. This is another pick I absolutely love. A 6-6, forward. This man will post up on the crease and just screen the goalie for shots. He can get around behind. He's quick, too, for a big guy. And he can score. And now you're putting him with the Thompson brothers and Randy Stotts on offense. Oh, wait, no, no, no. That's my bad. I was reading my mock draft. That was your mock draft. Now that you're putting him. Draft. Now you're putting him with Jeff Teat, Tyson Gibson, Callum Crawford, yeah, Connor yeah. Kelly, Dan Lomas, and the rest of those boys on the island. Disgusting. Yeah. That was that was a that was a brain mix up right there. But uh, no, that's a great pick. I I liked uh, Ty Thompson going wherever he was. But yeah. And we'll get to, you know, cover him a little up close because he's on the island. And, you know, we, yeah. we do a lot with the New York Riptide. Uh, Saskatchewan Rush taking all-name team with the with the 26th pick. Bobby Kidd. The kid. Suck, kid. Suck, kid. I love that yeah, pick. No, he's just... damn good, and he's going to be a, a household name for not just Saskatchewan, but the entire league, I'd say, in like two to three years. Yeah, he's a fun young transition player. Uh, people are going to love the kid in a couple of years. Halifax takes Ryan Tarafanko, not to be confused with Victor Tarasenko, uh, yeah. adding to their defense. This is something that I personally thought they had to continue to do. Their defense is older, uh, so they've been addressing defenses this entire draft so far. 
did they need to focus on their offense at all? Let's be real. No, nah, so, they brought Cody Jameson back, added Stephen LeBlanc, got KJ forty seven. That's his freaking address. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're fine. They're fine. They, it's defense. They, I wouldn't even say like defense was a bad bad need for no, them. They're just they're just, they they're just older and they need to get ready yeah. for the future. Exactly. So I like this pick. It's fine. It's it's Halifax. They're gonna do well regardless. Yes. Second round compensatory picks. Number 30 kicks it off. The Toronto Ooh, Rock with their first pick in the draft. Select Yale face-off specialist TD Ehrlich. This is a major A. We're the Toronto Rock. We'll continue to win no matter what you think pick. TD Yerlin. Damn. That's a player. And this pick is even more legendary because this is a compensatory selection for Brody Merrill. Yeah. You you get rid of the legend that is Brody Merrill, and you're like, all right, let's just bring in someone who could be the face of face-offs for the next 10 years. And not to mention, we get TD versus Jake Withers in the north now. Yes, which is everything I ever thought I needed. So now, uh, North Division face-off battle between Toronto and Halifax, is that just the battle for the King of the North? Yes, I would say so. <laughs> I would say so. Uh, obviously, we'll have to wait for TD because he's going back to school, but I love this pick for Toronto. Like, that's probably the one spot that they needed, like, an elite player at, and they get him. And now, like, they have top three most complete roster in the league. Yeah, I would, I would say so. Because you got Captain America, you got TD Yearlin, and you just got so much depth other than Adam that. Adam Jones, you've got uh, Dan Dawson. This? Like I need to look at the roster. They got Challen Rogers. They've got Nick Rose and Nett. Like, they are loaded top to bottom. Yeah. Just, again. Rob Hellier. I think anywhere you take TD Yearlin, it's going to be a great pick. Johnny Paulus. They're in the second round here. TD fell to the second round. Compensatory am, second round. Yeah, that's just a phenomenal pickup for Toronto. Uh, looking at the rest of the compensatory picks. We got, we're going to go straight to Philadelphia. We, here, we, we were talking, I'd say, probably at number 32. Yes. On our live stream, I said, dude, you know who hasn't been talked about yet? Brian Costabile. Costa had one of the best, you know, rookie performances in the PLL this past summer in the bubble. Someone who can play transition. Absolute stud at Notre Dame. Can play attack, can play transition. His shiftiness, I said during the championship series, is going to translate well to the box game if he decides to play. Yeah, and then uh, Paul Day. Paul Day says, what's good? Uh... And this pick, this, overall pick, this comp pick was from Saskatchewan in the Ben McIntosh trade, uh, and this was a compensatory pick for Scott Campbell, uh, who left Saskatchewan to sign with Halifax. Brian Costabile is a Philadelphia wing. Feed us Brian Costabile wings, like, content. Just Everything. give it to us Everything. now. We need this. It's – I love, love this pick. Dude, we lost, we lost our fucking God. minds 
on the I live. I threw show. my hat across my room the second I heard that. We, I was thinking... we jumped up. We were like, let's go. Like, we lost it. I walked upstairs oh. after we were done streaming. And my mom was like, what happened? I was like, Brian Costabile's a Philadelphia wing. Yeah. I was losing my mind. That was perfect. I We thought it was going to be either Costabile, Ament. We were thinking Sours here. But Costabile is going to fit so well in Philadelphia. I mean, what, the Costamigo is what Costamigos. Uh, Shout out Trevor to Trevor. Trevor dubbed it. Yes. I love it. I'm so pumped. Like, this is my favorite. Like, I love the Jackson Subak pick. I love this Brian Costabile pick. Get us that red throwback wings jersey with Costabile, what, 34 on the back? Veins. Veins. And then right after that, Dylan folds out of Penn State. People are saying. People are saying. The best athlete in Philadelphia. People are saying. Shout out Chris Sabia. Uh, Dylan Folds, Penn State, Coquitlam, Junior A, compensatory like picks from – this is also from Saskatchewan in the Ben McIntosh deal. So, like, overall, the Wings made out pretty good in this trade. You go back and look at it, Saskatchewan with the seventh overall pick, they take Marshall Palace, and they get Josh Courier. The Wings get Ben McIntosh – Brian Costabile and Dylan Folds. We may be the wings, but we made up like bandits in this uh, in this draft in this trade. Honestly, this trade worked out so well for both teams. It really did. Like everything just kind of fell into place, and both teams are better off for it. I I, <sighs> I woke up this morning. I was like, Brian Costabile's Philadelphia wing. Like, yeah, easy as that. It's I can't I can't say enough. Like I get so excited thinking about it. Like we're gonna get to watch Brian Cosbiel play at the Wells Fargo Center. Yeah. And that is some hype stuff. I cannot wait for Jason Martinez to announce Brian Cosfield's name in pregame introductions at it's the Wells be Fargo Center. So hype. Oh my god. I'm just I'm ready for the season to start right now. I'm I'm so pumped. Like you go Jackson Subak, Brian Costabile, Dylan Folds. Like, just just let – give Paul Day another GM of the year trophy. It, it's going to happen. Like, once he has his ring on his finger, he's getting that uh, GM of the year trophy. He's getting that coach of the year trophy. He's honestly just could be the executive of the year. Like, and, make, just put him on the board. Like, this honestly, point. this Brian Costabile pickup, like – Corey Small signed in the offseason. He's a lefty, so, like, he's only here for a year, too, unless they yeah. re-sign him. Uh, and Corey Vitarelli's getting older. Brian Costabile could, if if all things go right, Costabile could slide right into this offense once one or both of those guys move on. This is literally a pick that could be the face of the franchise in the next few years. I honestly think Costabile has that ceiling. Like and his floor is a top ten transition player in the league, I would say. So, either way you slice it, this kid is gonna succeed. Like, I just I can't get over it. And he's a he's a righty. Yeah, he's a righty. So I mean, your your right side of the offense just gets that much deeper now. 
Yeah. And it's perfect. In the next say three years, you could have, you know, Twilight of Kevin Crowley's career. Yep. Matt Rambo hitting his prime. Costabile hitting his prime. Costabile starting to hit his prime. Blaze Reardon in his prime. Baptiste in his prime. Baptiste in his prime. Uh, the kind of the twilight of Macintosh's career, possibly. Probably Middle, end of his prime, beginning of the twilight. Yeah, I would say. I'd, I'd still say Ben might be in his prime. Yeah, because Ben will be thirty-three. It's definitely getting near the end of his prime, but he's still in his prime. Oh, he's totally and like the way he plays, he'll be in his prime for a while. Yeah. But like thinking it, about like, a, a a trio of Rambo, Blaze, and Costabile. Oh is man, just so exhilarating. And throwing Dylan Folds because he will definitely be a dangerous forward for Philadelphia when he's ready. Like, those four together is just, wow. Insanity. Absolute insanity. The New York Riptide from San Diego. Compensatory pick for Garrett Billings. Larson Sundown. This is an all-first-team lacrosse name. This is um, like sundown for other teams when Larson's on the floor. Perfect name, great player too. Yes, I'm surprised he fell that far. Yeah, New York Riptides got themselves a steal. Loaded up on the offense, New York Riptide with their first three picks take forwards. Yep. Moving on to the third round now. Curtis Conley goes number forty to the Colorado Mammoth. I love that pick for them. But then 41 um, happened. And then 41 comes around from Calgary. New England Black Wolves' second pick in the draft. This is their second pick in round three. And they take the boy, Michael Sowers. That is – I was talking about Sundown being a steal. This might be the steal of the draft. This is so late for Sowers to go. I had him going 16th. This is a – we talked about generational players. Michael Sowers is that generational player. And New England got him at 41. He fell to the third round. He fell to the – that's not even the most egregious case of someone so talented falling low. We'll talk about that one later, but another New England Black Wolves pick. Colorado Mammoth, right after that, take Pat Aslanian from Notre Dame's Denver Outlaws. And uh, he got the signed, sealed approval from John Grant Jr. on Twitter saying that you got a stud. That's always a great sign. If you're getting the approval from John Grant Jr., yeah. well done to the Colorado Mammoth. Then the Joker. Joker card come up, coming up. Keep going. Number 47. <laughs> I was waiting for this. The hyena is in the NLL. Say hello, Halifax, to Jigsaw, Matt Gaudet. Yeah, this is a great pickup. This, just imagine Halifax next year. The Halifax bench is going to go nuts. I would hate playing against them solely because of Gaudet. I can just imagine, like, remember – it was like 2012, and the Flyers were playing the Penguins, 
and Hartnell was just leaning over the bench, like chirping at the at the Penguins. This is what I imagine Goddard doing on like a daily basis. Like, I Randall, love you this. May go, you may have gone back to back in the PLL, but you can't do anything here, bud. I love like that. Matt Goddard and Halifax. Like Halifax is a team full of characters, and. They add Matt Claudette. My only concern, and I kind of understand why he fell to the third round, he does have box experience, but it has been a while. Um, I did find out, too, what the thing around his neck was during the PLL Championship Series. It's a concussion uh, balance you know, thing because Gaudet has a history with concussions. So I wonder how much of a factor that plays into if he does end up playing box because it is more physical. Um but if he does end up playing for Halifax, oh my goodness. Like, print the jerseys, give me, feed me a purple Halifax Matt Gaudette jersey. Like, veins all day. Like, I I love it. I absolutely love this pick. If you watch Letter Kenny, he's literally the real-life version of Shorzy from the uh, <laughs> hockey team. This is – I love this. I love everything about this pick. I can't – I hope – we get to see him in Halifax purple because that would just be so fun to watch. Philadelphia compensatory pick for Dylan Evans, uh, number 51 in the third round. They take Ben French from Vermont. Love that pick. Uh, and then right after number 52 comp pick for Ian Lord, leaving the Colorado mammoth. Uh, they take Syracuse's Peter Dirk, which I love that pick for Colorado Add him yeah. in with the defense that's growing, that's young, uh, that's going to be anchored by Warren Jeffrey. I love Peter Durth going to Colorado. Yeah, just Colorado's entire team is spelling signs of dominance in the future. They're a good young team with a phenomenal young core. I'm terrified of any matchups against the Mammoth in the future because these guys are going to roll. They all, the Mammoth also did trade the Rooster to New England. Jacob Ruay was, is going to New England, which was shocking to me. Teddy Jenner was just Distraught. dumbstruck. He was just in there like, Teddy was actually just hack it happen? That um, was... So that's another big pickup for New England, too. Yeah. But, Wow. Uh, Big night for Colorado. Number 55 in the fourth round, Vancouver takes all-name team Isaac Bott. If we don't have robot gear from the Vancouver Warriors with that one, I will be pissed. We riot. We we fly out to Vancouver and we riot. And then uh, the Philadelphia Wings started their run on Johns Hopkins players in the fourth round. Uh, They go at number 59. They take Mark Peon, defenseman from Hopkins. And then at number 61 from Buffalo, I take Jack, Ra- uh, Jack Rapine from Johns Hopkins. PLL. Archer stud. I yeah, this is a great pick. love this pick. I love both of them. You get a good Hopkins core on your defense. Hopkins is one of those schools you just think lacrosse when you think of them. So shoring up your defense with two guys out of Hopkins, I just love that for our team. And it kind of goes to show that Paul Day is willing to take that chance on developing American guys in the box game. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly a Canadian game, clearly uh, an indigenous game. Americans never really compared in the past 
I mean, of course, you had players like Captain America, Tom, Tommy Schreiber, but it's mainly been a Canadian league, and I like to see that uh, we're trying to build the game up in America here now too. Yeah, I love the way that Paul Day built the, the depth of this draft for the Wings, and we'll get into more picks as well. But uh, Jack Raping. Great pick. Sold off your wing. Number 65 yeah. in the fourth round, the New England Black Wolves add to Michael Sowers. Mr. Kitchen. They add Grant Amen. <laughs> like, what? Are you joking? Michael Sowers and Grant Ament are on the same team. Along with last year's number three overall pick, Andrew Q. Jules along Henningberg. Jules Henningberg. Along with Joe Restartis, Joe Nardella, Jacob Rue. Wow. What a Leo O'Connor. I was, I was like, I was already bought into the Black Wolves after they signed Henningberg. But after this draft, I'm fully in on the Black Wolves hype train. This team is scary. The real question will be, does Grant end up playing? That was a question that a lot of people had because he did fall so far. You know, I think so. A guy like Grant, you would expect to go in like the second or third round if he was committed to playing. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's something to watch for sure. Um, I think he'll definitely come over to the NLL at some point. At some point. I don't know if yeah. it'll be this year. We'll see. But if he does, so good grief, New England's going to be disgusting. And then Colorado, pick 66, take uh, Jared Bernhardt. Is this another member of the uh, esteemed Bernhardt family in lacrosse? That it is. This is uh, football player Jared Bernhardt. And uh, pretty interesting as well because Jake – just signed a free agent contract this offseason with the San Diego Seals, so now the Bernhardt brothers are rivals in the NLL. Hey, a little brotherly rivalry never hurt anyone. I love it. I, I like this pick a lot. You know, It's a fun offensive pick. Can kind of mold him the way you want. Yeah. and It's like Play-Doh. Because he's the one Bernhardt who doesn't play a defensive position, isn't he? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Great pick. Great pick. Uh, kind of down here. Scrolling through, uh, number 74, the Philadelphia Wings in the fifth round take John Kitt from St. Catharines Junior A, another defenseman. Showing up that defense, I like it. I uh, mean, the team's looking great, I think. Then number 75, the Georgia Swarm take Miles Silva out of West Point. <laughs> That's another pick for the future because won't he have to go off and serve his time? I'm pretty sure, and if I'm not mistaken, this is Miles Silva who played. Yeah, played for the Outlaws. Okay. So it was yeah. him and uh, him and Tom Rigney were West Point teammates, and they played with the Outlaws together. He was a damn good attackman during the MLL bubble and their their tournament. Um, this is an interesting pick because box game, especially you don't typically see West point guys or any of the academies get drafted. So this is Georgia taking another risk, which I like. I like the way Georgia drafted across the board in this one. Uh, but it's a calculated risk that if Miles Silva ends up being able to play for any period of time for them, it's a win. Yeah, it's, 
I like that pick a lot. I mean, Georgia really bolstered their entire team during this draft. And with a late-round pick like this, they're just trying to get more depth. I like it a lot. Uh, then with pick 77, Toronto Rock take Michael Scott Delzato. <laughs> God, I try to think less and less about MDZ every single day. That is a uh, – but <laughs> Scott Delzato, I'm sure he'll play well in the NLO. But God, Michael Delzato. I had to do that to you. That, that, was, that was a dark time in Flyers history. <laughs> Uh, heading to the sixth round, uh, pick number 82, Ryan Tierney is just going to walk across the street because <laughs> he's going to go play for the New York Riptide at a Hofstra. Riptide really showing they're coming to play. Like, year two, they're trying to have that sophomore season success that the Wings had. I like it a lot. I like this. I love the Riptide. I think they're really playing up this, uh, we're here to stay type of handle uh pick 85 our philadelphia wings from the calgary roughnecks this was the nate wade trade uh they take cole williams out of johns hopkins another back to the hopkins well hopkins the captain for the blue jays uh forward I, I like this pick it's another kind of you know development pick but with this team the wings can afford that we can afford waiting for the future with these guys like it's just we're so deep already. We can afford – I wish we had like a minor league team, like at the AHL equivalent. That way we can see these guys really build up through and work their way to the NLL. I hope that's something for the future as the league continues to develop and grow. But, yeah, just keep giving us those future picks, and we'll turn those into titles in years to come. Before we get to the rest of the draft, future so bright, need my Tomahawk Shades. Shout out to the homies at Tomahawk Shades, doing the damn thing. They've been on board with us since right before quarantine started. Uh, two brothers on Long Island decided they didn't want to spend an arm and a leg for a pair of sunglasses, so they decided to start their own company. And that's where Tomahawk Shades comes into play. They're partnered with a number of lacrosse athletes that you guys know so well, including Kyle Harrison. Greg Gorenlian, Trevor Baptiste, Mike Chaninchuk, and they're partnered with us. Best in the business, best quality blue light plus glasses, sunglasses that I've ever worn. My eyes feel so much less strained when I'm wearing these. I wear them every single episode of any podcast I'm recording, and you guys should be doing the same thing. Working from home, staring at computer screens, watching TV, you know, it makes your eyes feel that much better. And Tomahawk Shades hooked us up to hook you up. So when you go to check out, use the promo code USP. You're going to save yourself 25% off your order. Harrison has like 17 pairs in his cart right now. He went and celebrated after Brian Costaville got drafted. I'm going to be absolutely dripping in my Tomahawk Shades. One for every day of the month. Something like that. You should be doing the same thing. And right now, all orders over $75 qualify for free shipping. Best in the business. TomahawkShades.com. Promo code USP. A quality product for an affordable price. Calgary Roughnecks on their end of the Nate Wade trade. Pick number 87. Take all-name team from North Carolina. Laszlo Henning. God, what a name. That's a great lacrosse name. That's just... There have been so many lacrosse name picks in this draft. I'm just hyped to hear announcers next year. 
and Laszlo's a beast. Like, he was talked yeah. about third, fourth, fifth round, and he falls all the way to the sixth. That's a steal. Deal for Calgary. Yeah, absolute steal. Pick, and then with the next pick. Pick 88, my boy. Goes to the Georgia Swarm. Reese Eddy. Fabulous pick for the Swarm. Reese Eddy can ball. What a player. I mean, we saw him do the thing with the Chrome. We saw him do it with BU. This guy can just flat out play. And Georgia's a team that likes to stash field guys on their practice player squad. Sergio Perkovic is on their practice player squad. TJ Camizio was last year, and they signed him to a two-year contract this offseason. Like, Georgia likes to like develop these field guys, figure out what their strengths are, and then take that and put it in the box game. You said he's still a young gun, too. So, like, again, Georgia's a team. Now that they have some more depth, they can sit on players. They can wait to see how they can turn out. He said he's a great pick for their future. Number 92, Wyatt Hawks goes to the Saskatchewan Rush. Uh, Steven Stamp said that before that pick, he would have bet $100 that he would have gone to Saskatchewan and that he did. Love that pick for him. Steven uh, said that, you know, in two to three years, this could be like a, a really talented star for Saskatchewan. So they get a steal at pick 92. And then the New England Black Wolves round out the draft with, quote-unquote, Mr. Irrelevant, as they say in the NFL. Not an irrelevant pick here. They go Jeremy no. Bomberry out of Six Nations Junior A at forward and complete the clean sweep of drafting four forwards with four picks. Honestly, I think in the NLL, especially compared to other leagues, the later round picks could be more important than the first round picks, yes. especially compared to the NFL. There is no Mr. Irrelevant in the NLL because every single one of these players will have their opportunity to play in the league. And all of these guys will pro- will, will probably see Jeremy Bomberry, his name being brought up in the next four to five years as a pro because, first of all, it's the Bomberries. This is a lacrosse dynasty. And also... These guys in the later rounds are studs by their own rights. It's just that there's sixteen team or sixteen picks in the first round. You can't get the top you can't get all the players you want in that first round. No way in hell. And let's also remember after this season, we're gonna have an expansion draft. Yeah. So these guys are gonna get their chance, which is what I love about the NLL. The guys you don't really hear about will always get their chance. And that's that's fantastic. So overall, through the six rounds of of this draft, who's your favorite pick? My favorite pick is number thirty four, Brian Costabile. I am just still over the moon about that one. That was, I lost my shit when that happened. That was amazing. I love the Costabile pick, like. It's a steal at 34. It was like it was like when the Eagles took Miles Sanders. Yes. It's the second round stud. Like I just can't wait to watch Costabile play in the box game. Super excited. Yes. Like Brian Costabile's a Philadelphia wing. Um I really I, love the Laszlo Henning pick in the sixth round for Calgary. It's a great pickup. I love the Jack Rapine pick too. Yep. It, again, I'm a big homer. I love my Philly teams. 
and they're bringing him home. He's a he's a Philly boy, so that's a that's a great pick. Uh, I love the Ron John going eighteen to Colorado. I just wish he'd gone earlier. That's my only complaint about that pick. I think he's a guy who should have been a first rounder because he can just ball. And I love uh, TD going to Toronto. I like Larson Sundown in New York. Yep. I like him a lot out there. Um, Bobby Kidd can do the damn thing in Saskatchewan. There were just so many great pickups in this draft. The Bandits getting away like Bandits with Jordan Storos. That's a, that's a pickup. This draft was fantastic from top to bottom. Shout out to the league. Shout out to Devin, Teddy, and Steven. And Tabitha for holding it down on the virtual draft, even though Devin was demon. Uh, that was hilarious. It was uh, red. For the most part, a seamless draft from top yeah. to bottom. It was very entertaining, and uh, the technical difficulties made that even more entertaining. It was no complaints. It was awesome. Shout out to everybody who got drafted, and just because you didn't get drafted, doesn't mean you won't get an opportunity. And just because you got drafted doesn't mean that you don't still have to continue to work. This is where the work begins. So exactly. Shout out it's to everybody that got drafted it's, last night. Um, I think every single draft. team did a sensational job from top to bottom with this draft. And uh, there was a little teaser, too, from Teddy Jenner saying that he thinks the next expansion team is going to be in Las Vegas. That would be fun. Get them in the T-Mobile arena with the Vegas Golden Knights and the uh, Aces in the WNBA. That is going to really establish Vegas as a new sports city. Which then, in my opinion, creates a either central or mountain division. And then that's your yes. fourth division where you go north, east, west, central or mountain. And that includes Fort Worth, Colorado, Vegas, Vegas, Calgary. Yeah. Ooh, that would be... Because they were trying to get that Fort Worth-Calgary rivalry uh, when they announced that uh, Fort Worth was coming to the league. So, And then that makes everything even, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, I think so. And then you'd have 4-4-4-4, four, 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 because then the West would be Saskatchewan, Vancouver, San Diego, and... Vancouver? Vancouver, San Diego, Saskatchewan... Oh, no, it wouldn't. That would leave it wouldn't. Because that's 15 teams, so. Well, then we throw in a 16th team in the Bay Area. Yeah, exactly. Bingo. Perfect. Bingo. There it is. There it is. Easy money. Yeah, it's got to happen. I, I I do personally think Las Vegas is going to be the next team. It we, is. We had the, the one-off game in Vegas that was sensational. Uh, you had Paul Rabel there. You had RJ out there vlogging. Um I mean, Vegas is a hot spot city, and the yeah. way that it's going, you know, you just put the Raiders out there in the NFL. The Vegas Golden Knights have been sensational uh, since they came into the, the league. Finals. And you've got the WNBA as well with the Aces. Like, Vegas is turning into a sports hot spot, and the NLL would be smart to, to incorporate a franchise out there. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if the MLB and NBA decided to go to Vegas whenever they want to expand next. The NLL is just hopping on the train still relatively early. And 
I think that would be fun. I think you could get like another black and gold color scheme team going, especially for Vegas. That would look really clean. Or maybe do something with like the casinos or the night's life there. But after after Vegas, I would definitely go to the Bay Area to build up the West even more. I mean, you could build a massive fan base in that area with the Golden State being uh, gone, the Raiders leaving. They're desperate for their sports in the Bay. And I mean, so. allegedly, people are saying, sources, the Golden State Warriors ownership group wants in on the NLL, from what I've heard. There's your Bay Area team right there, unless they go to uh, where, wherever Golden State are now. I, I They're in San Francisco. They're in San Francisco, yeah, so the Bay Area. I forgot they that. Just moved if they were in Oakland, then yeah. I kind of flanked on that. Uh, but yeah, go to San Francisco, get another California team going. We can start building up the California rivalries that, that are there in the NHL and the NFL and the MLB. That would really round out the Western Conference. Or Steph, Western Steph Curry popping out to an NLL game? I would love to see that. I think he would have such a good time. You need to have an extra like. You need to put like a line on the field just for the days Steph is there, and like it doesn't count for more. But if you hit a shot from behind that line, you could say like, "This player from three or cooking up deep," just something like that. And we'd have to have uh, Mike Breen be the the play by play. Bang! Bang! Perfect. We need Mike Breen to call a lacrosse game. Oh my god, I would lose my mind. The energy that he would bring. And in the PLL with the two-point line. Bang! Jared Newman from 20. Bang! 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 God, I just need Mike Breen to do every single sport, honestly. Sergio Parkovic from the parking lot. Bang! Bang! Oh. Redwoods lining up to win. Bang! Miles Bang! Jones. Miles Jones cranks one back. Bang! Bang! Miles Jones! God, this is a need now. <laughs> Mike Breen, if you listen to this, if you if this message gets to you, please, one lacrosse game. Just give us one and then continue on from there. Now, uh, once ESPN starts regularly, like, Channel one lacrosse. That's when we'll get Mike Breen doing lacrosse. Dude, imagine Mike Breen sitting down and calling the the Rambo overtime shot in the championship game. Oh my god, he would have had an aneurysm from all the- <laughs> that would have been like five bangs and then he collapses. <laughs> bang! 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 Rambo for the win! Bang! And then Silence. Oh my god. Everybody is going to absolutely hate us if they've gotten this far in the episode. Yeah, we just kind of went off the rails a bit. <laughs> Mike Breen needs to call a cross game. Also, yeah, I'm done for sure. Uh, uh, this was fun to finally be back, and we will be back regularly now every week. Um, yes, sir. We're going to break down more draft things. We have some things in store with a couple of teams in the league. So Big keep your eyes on the way. sealed. 
And that's why you got to be following us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at OTBLaxPod. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. You can follow Harrison on Twitter at HarryGK83. I finally remembered the Twitter handle. There it is. And you can follow Dom on Twitter at WashedLifestyle. And make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know what you thought about the draft overall. Let us know how badly you need Mike Breen calling a lacrosse game. Everything in between. Who your favorite pick in this draft was from top to bottom. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. You can also check us out. Five bangs. Five bangs. Mike Breen, five five bangs, five stars. Shout out to Hoka with bang. Uh, Hashtag not a sponsor. Check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And uh, it's been fun being back. Shout out to our incredible sponsors, Design Tree, DSGNTree.com. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia and Outside the Box to get your merch. DSGN5 at checkout saves you five bucks off your order. Tom Shades, best in the game. Check those eyes. TomahawkShades.com. Promo code USP. Saves you 25% off your order. And all orders over $75 qualify for free shipping. And then the homies over at Manscaped doing the damn thing. Manscaped.com. For 20% off and free shipping. Promo code USP. Any final thoughts, Harrison? What a night. Lacrosse is officially back bang brian costabile is a philadelphia wing this has been episode number 144 of the outside the box podcast right here on underground sports philadelphia for harrison for dom shout out to all the draft picks shout out mike breen we are shout out mike breen we're signing off bang way down top bang bang oh what a shot